Welcome back to More Than Football Podcast, thanks to Triple M. Today we're talking to Bruce Jutte in part two of our conversation. In part one, if you haven't heard it yet, we got deep into his role at the club and what his day-to-day looks like. Days are pretty busy. Starts with a school drop-off early in the morning, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if, I was, if I drive into work, but... You know, it depends on uh, who we're signing and pretty much where they come from. Um, speaking to, to Christian Opset's agent, who's in Norway, Michael Maria's in Holland. You know, I'm getting calls at 2, 3 a.m. because mm-hmm. over there it's lunchtime for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd always ask them, well, I'm always on your time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> still in the morning here. Uh, this isn't a performance review or anything, but how would you assess yourself so far? Oh, I think we're in the honeymoon period now, <laughs> so everything's great. You know, we haven't lost any games. We're in yeah. the FA Cup final. Yeah. Um, you know, the season hasn't kicked off yet. You know, I think I sort of want to, as the season definitely, as, as as the season starts, just sort of move myself back into the in, in, into the shadows, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, the boys getting to their FA Cup final is down to the boys, not to do with anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the, the season, what happens on the pitch, you know, it's up to the players and the coaching staff. You know, um, I think the bulk of my work is during the off-season. Probably in January, we're going to have to do a bit of work as well in terms of recruitment sign. Mm-hmm. And now it's about ensuring that there's a high-performance environment, the standards are there, the culture's there. And the playing styles there, you know, whether we're winning, losing or drawing, we, we want to play a certain style of football. And I think it's important that I'm a gatekeeper for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to take credit for wins and, and probably on the flip side, I don't want to be blamed for losses either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so um, look, I think as the season starts, then then I'll start to slowly moonwalk myself back into the shadows. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if it comes, it probably does come as a bit of a relief, but as we get into games and we sort of in head office get into a routine and you know what I mean? It's uh, it's always hectic in this last month leading up to the season. Um, But then you kind of, yeah, you get into a routine and I think you'll find like everyone's going to be focused on on pitch. Yeah. Football will be doing the talking. Yeah. You know. Um, but I just want to quickly talk to you about you as a player because, you know, you had 133 appearances for Adelaide United, Premiership, Championship, FFA Cup. So what stands out to you the most from your time as a player with the club? Is it the trophies or something that we might not expect? Mm, the grand final was pretty special. Mm-hmm. That, that definitely stands out. Um, the trophies were good. You know, I think it's, it's awesome to have won all the domestic trophies available with the one club yeah um the camaraderie was was really good i mean i got on really well with the staff as well as the players and there were a few years there where we had a really good group mm-hmm. you know um when the spaniards were coaching us the, the 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 camaraderie and togetherness was 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 really tight um in the early stages with john cosmina and Aurelio vidmar the camaraderie was was really tight as well so there were some really uh, positive things um, and I've got a lot to be thankful for that the club gave me, mm-hmm. friendships, you know, um, a, a big part of my life uh, playing with the club. So, yeah, uh, special times. I mean, again, the trophies are nice, the goals are good, but on the flip side as well, that togetherness you have, you know, the grand final loss, 6-0, 
Mm-hmm. No, I was there um, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember so it well. I, <laughs> I know um, you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's 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 a lot of positives and that's the another key reason why I came back because mm-hmm. I just love the club so much. So there's, you know, a new chapter now, new book about to be written. That's right. So that's true. But I still, it's a good I, one. I still want to go back to that chapter because that run of goals on the way to the championship, you know, it was a rich vein of form, you know, so... As an amateur striker myself that mm. has uh, experienced these uh, <laughs> runs of goals, um, just take us inside that. Like, how, how do you – what's the mindset? How do you keep that going? Like, how do you – you know, what drives you? No, I think at the end of the day, your job's to help the team win. I, kept, I keep saying that. Like, uh, whether that's scoring the winner in the 90th minute or defending a corner in the 92nd minute mm. because you're winning 1-0 and, you know, your centre-back scored – and you as the striker have to come back and, and you know, mark a, a play on a corner. Mm. Um, and, you know, you, you clear the ball with, with a header. You know, at the end of the day, there's no point scoring a hat-trick and losing 4-3. Yeah. I think Thidio did that once against Melbourne Victory, right? So what's the good in that? Yeah. Um, you're better off not scoring and, and winning 1-0, you know, and your goalkeeper score. You know, who cares <laughs> as long as the team wins? So yeah. every game I'd go in, um, try and do my best for the team, um, if I was scoring the winner or scoring, or, or um, that was obviously a positive. That's a mm-hmm. benefit. That's 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 a bonus. But I'd rather not score any goals throughout a whole season and win the championship than score thirty and come last. Put yeah, it that way. Yeah. Uh, is your would your favourite goal be that one from outside the box against Melbourne City in the semi final? It's I know it's a lot of fans' favourite. Oh, I don't know if it's my favourite, but it, it was yeah. probably one of the most significant. Yeah. Just the way the game was, it was really tight encounter, semi-final, everyone in the back of their mind wants to bring a grand final to Adelaide, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully we do it again soon, but it's getting harder and harder every year. So, you know, to, to break the deadlock at that time, I don't care if it was a nice goal as it was or if it was a scrappy goal and it just yeah. trickles over the line. I think it was a significant goal to, you know, from then on the team grew in confidence and, and we ended up steamrolling them in, yeah. the, in the semi-final. So in terms of signif- significance, it was probably the most significant goal during my time here. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned, you know, Melbourne victory 6-0 way back then. Uh, even even though when you first – and you talked about when you first started with the club um, – I wrongly assumed at that time that you were actually from Adelaide as well, but you, you weren't. So that's, that's what I want to get to is that you were born in the US, mm. you moved to Sydney when you were three, mm. dad from Ivory Coast, mum from Togo. So it's, it's an interesting background there. So just talk to me a bit about that because when, when was the first time you came to Adelaide? Was that the first on trial? When I came on trial, yeah, 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 right. yeah. So I've never been to Adelaide, you know. Yeah. I've been all around the world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Adelaide? Yeah. <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> Typical sort of response that most people will give when you when when you mention Adelaide, but yeah. um, um, yeah, I've always been sort of global citizen, if you like. I've always felt like it, there was nothing actually that really pulled me to one place. So yeah. when I was deciding to stop playing, I'm like, I wonder where I'm going to live. Yeah, well, I'm like, do I go back to Sydney? Do I go back to Adelaide? To be fair, it was always Sydney or Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brothers live in New York now, so like, there was yeah, nothing okay. sort of pulling me in any specific direction like yeah. where's home <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> do i need to move to the states as well so um you know i think uh my wife being from here the club being here um 
two key reasons to come here. And I love this place. Yeah. Uh, for me, Adelaide is better than Sydney. You know, I spent the first six months back in Sydney because I was working with Fox Sports there. And um, yeah, Sydney's good. Like I was, I was, I was working with Fox Sports, which isn't any very long hours or very strenuous work. Mm-hmm. So I had all the time in the world to you know, go to the beaches, go to the uh, opera house, go hang out at the harbour and do all the nice touristy. I felt like a tourist in, in my yeah, own right. city. But um, the lure of Adelaide is just too much. I mean, the, the quality of life here, um, the, the benefits of, of, of living in South Australia uh, are great. And it's actually a city that has tremendous potential. People have said that since I got here yep. and they talk about Olympic Dam and the potential and blah, blah. Yeah. They're still talking about it now. Um, but honestly, in the last two, three years, I think it's really started to kick on. You know, okay. you've seen some construction. I can see three cranes outside this window, yep. just, just you know, five if I look further <laughs> afield. Um, so there's actually stuff happening in Adelaide now. It's, it's, it's actually catching up, if you like. It's got a lot of catching up to do, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But um, but it's 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 a place that's transforming. It's it's you know they you know I know the government always talks about bringing people back and stopping the exodus of, of yep. talent uh, mm-hmm. from South Australia, and I think they're definitely on the right path in doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. I came back. Not yeah, talented, but I came. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of people who you were talented enough. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. There seems to be a bit of a um, an opportunity here. For South Australia now, yeah, there's like new tech. A lot of positivity. Lot, yeah, space you know, as space well. Space agency. Sorts of stuff that's yeah, it's happening now. You yeah. know, when I first came, I, was, I lived at Oaks Horizons, which is on North Terrace, right? right. And they'd always talk about Adelaide Oval. We're going to redo Adelaide Oval. We're going back to 2007 or something here, yeah. right? Then I came back in 2011, they were still talking about it. <laughs> and I was just like, are these guys joking or what? <laughs> but now they've done the oval, they, you know, they're redoing the casino, they, they've yeah. got the bridge, you know, they've got the medical uh, research centers and, and all this sort of stuff happening. It's starting to happen yeah. now, you know, and you've got to build it first and then people will come. That's you right. know, here there's a mentality of, no, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Like, mm. Don't build a high rise here. You know, on three-story buildings maximum. You know? <laughs> I mean, my first day in Adelaide, I was in Rundle Mall for about half an hour. And I said to my mate, I just said, so let's go to the city now. Well, this place is good, but let's go to the city. He's like, um. <laughs> We're in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying like that this should be a concrete jungle. I'm just saying that, you know, if if, if you build a new stadium on the riverbank, then, then, then you're going to get more events and you're going to, uh, be a better tourist attraction and economically it's going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if you do the North-South Corridor, which they are doing, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, you're going to save, pro- you're, going, you're going to increase productivity, you know, you're going to lose less uh, in economic costs in terms of Sydney in traffic and all the rest that Sydney is really grappling with and Melbourne more and more is grappling mm-hmm. with now. So, you know, there's a lot of benefits to South Australia. There's a lot of reasons to be here. They've got the shipbuilding. There's a lot of things happening, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of harnessing that. That's right. And, you know, bringing the state up. But i got a belief that that can be done. Yeah. That's Inclu- so I'm here. Including a new stadium. The new stadium's important. I think yeah. that needs to get done. But on the flip side, you know, they're still ramping ambulances at the hospital. I can sort it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Well, look, we're glad you're back here in Adelaide and thank you for coming in for for your honesty and your frankness. Really appreciate that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you again to Triple M. Uh, Download the Triple M app if you haven't already. Hit subscribe wherever you get your podcast and thank you for listening.